Music marks the times of our lives, reminds us of days gone by, and inspires today's and tomorrow's hits. Hi, I'm Dee Dwayne, and welcome to The Real Deal, spotlighting the best music and the biggest artists of yesterday, providing an insight of just what made them so great. We are about to present to you a music pioneer and legend, an entrepreneur and civil rights activist widely known as the king of soul music. Before I mention his name, let's check out the definition of soul music and how does it differ from R&B, funk, and pop music. Soul music is a popular music genre that originated in the United States in the late 1950s and early 1960s. It combines elements of African American gospel music, rhythm and blues, and jazz. Soul music became popular for listening and dancing and popularized by record labels such as Motown, Atlantic, and Stax. Soul music also became popular around the world, directly influencing rock, jazz, and pop music genres. Catchy rhythms accented by hand claps, clever lyrics, and smooth musical arrangements are an important feature of soul music. Other characteristics are a call and response between the lead vocalist and the chorus. The style also occasionally uses improvisational additions musically and vocally. Soul music dominated the U.S. R&B charts in the 1960s and many recordings crossed over into the pop charts in the U.S., Britain, and elsewhere. So now that we know what soul music is, let me introduce you to the founding father of soul, one of the first artists to successfully cross over into the pop market. He's the king of soul, Mr. Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke was born Samuel Cooke in Clarksdale, Mississippi in 1931. He was the fifth of eight children of Reverend Charles Cook, a minister in the Church of Christ, and his wife, Annie Mae. The family moved to Chicago in 1933, where Sam attended Doolittle Elementary and Wendell Phillips Academy High School, the same school that Nat King Cole had attended a few years earlier. Sam Cook began his career with his siblings in a group called the Singing Children when he was only six years old. He first became known as the lead singer of the Highway QCs when he was a teenager, having joined the group at the age of 14. During this time, Sam Cooke became friends with a fellow gospel singer and neighbor, Lou Rawls, who also sang in a rival gospel group. Here's Lou Rawls discussing their beginnings. Well, I met Sam Cooke when we were both about oh, around not quite teenagers. We hadn't made it to teenagers yet. We thought we were bad, but I was singing in junior choir, and he was singing at his daddy's church. Not much, you know, but then we formed a little, we formed a little quartet, because we used to go to the Regal Theater and see the live stage shows. And naturally, after we'd see the show, we saw, like, the Drifters and the Moon Glows and the Vibe Satins, you know, the groups that were popping that day. And then we would go back and on the corner and do wop like they did, you know. Not realizing that we were going to eventually become professional singers. But then Sam, uh, they had this group, this group was called Highway QCs. I don't know why they called them that, but that's what they called them. And of course, Sam was the person. I mean, he had that voice that mesmerized people. In 1950, Sam Cooke replaced gospel tenor R.H. Harris as the lead singer of the gospel group of the Soul Stirrers. Their first recording under Sam's leadership was a song called Jesus Gave Me Water in 1951. They also recorded the gospel songs Peace in the Valley, How Far Am I from Kenan, Jesus Paid the Debt, and One More River among many others, some of which Sam wrote. 
Sam Cooke was often credited for bringing gospel music to the attention of a younger crowd of listeners, mainly girls, who would rush the stage just to get a glimpse of Sam Cooke. His first pop soul single was a song called Lovable, a remake of a gospel song, Wonderful. It was released under the name Dale Cook in order not to alienate his gospel fan base. At that time, there was a considerable stigma against gospel singers performing secular music. However, the name on the record fooled no one. Sam Cooke's unique and distinctive vocals were easily recognized. Now here comes the beginning of Sam Cooke's career and the beginning of soul music. Sam Cooke took a gospel song and reworked it into a secular sounding soul song. A huge no-no at the time. Well, would it work? Would people accept it and buy it? It was a gamble, right Lou? Well, my reaction, like all the other people, you know, that, that knew him and grew up with him and had been around him, was, are they going to accept it? You know, are they going to accept the gospel singer turn pop, you know? Of course, they called him a rhythm and blues singer. I mean, you send me, I'm still trying to figure out how they could figure out you send me with rhythm and blues, but the reason they did that because he was black. Lovable. My girl, she's lovable, she's lovable, my, my girl, she's so lovable. Mm, candy sweet and honey too. There's not another quite, quite as sweet as you I know, I know, I know, I know I'll always love you You're so lovable Oh, oh, and oh, I know she's a Yes, she is, I know, I know, I know I know she's lovable Oh, yes, she is I know she's lovable It's her middle name To my heart a sensational thrill she brings Whoa, whoa I know, I know she's lovable Whoa, I know, I know she's a Yes she is, I know, I know, I know, I know I know she's lovable Oh, yes she is there it is, the beginning of soul music. Now, Art Roop, the head of Specialty Records, gave his blessings for Sam Cooke to record secular music under his real name. But he was unhappy about the type of music that Sam and his producer, Bumps Blackwell, were making. Roop expected that Sam's secular music would be similar to that of Little Richard. What? Little Richard? 
Well, when Rube walked in on a recording session and heard Sam singing Gershwin, he was quite upset. After an argument between Rube and Blackwell, both Sam Cooke and Bumps Blackwell left Specialty Records. Well, Lovable didn't do that well commercially, but that didn't stop Sam from developing this new soul sound. He knew that somehow, some way, it was going to pay off. And pay off it did. In 1957, Sam Cooke appeared on ABC's The Guy Mitchell Show. That same year, he signed with Keen Records. His first release, the soul music classic, You Send Me, spent six weeks at number one on the R&B chart. The song also had mainstream success, spending three weeks at number one on the pop chart. Darling, you sent me. You do. Whoa, you thrill me. I know you, you, you thrill me, darling. You, 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 you thrill me. Honest, you do. At first, I thought it was infatuation, but. It's lasted so long Now I find myself wanting To marry you and take you home Whoa, you, you, you send me I know you send me I know you send me Honest you do side of Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke was married twice and his first marriage was to singer-dancer Dolores Elizabeth Milligan Cooke, who was killed in an automobile accident in 1959. Although he and Dolores were divorced, Sam Cooke paid for his ex-wife's funeral expenses. Sam Cooke and his second wife, Barbara, had three children, Linda, Tracy, and Vincent, who drowned in the family's swimming pool. Sam Cooke also fathered at least two other children out of wedlock. 
1961, Sam Cooke started his own record label, Sar Records, which was unheard of at that time, especially for an African-American artist. With J.W. Alexander as his manager, Roy Crane was also involved in the label. The label soon signed the Sims Twins, the Valentinos, who were actually Bobby Womack and his brothers, and singer Johnny Taylor. Sam Cooke then created a publishing company and management firm called CAGS before leaving King to sign with RCA Records. One of his first RCA releases was Chain Gang, which went straight to number two on the pop chart. I hear something saying, The sound of the men working on the chain gang. That's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. All day long they're saying, the sound of the men working on the chain gang that's the sound of the men working on the chain gang all day long they work so hard till the sun is going down working on the highways and byways and wearing wearing a frown you hear them moaning their lives away Then you hear somebody say That's the sound of the men working on the chain Gang That's the sound of the men working on the chain Gang Can't you hear them saying hmm, I'm going home one of these days I'm going home see my woman whom I love so dear, but meanwhile, I've got to work right here. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang. All day long they're saying, mm, my, 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 my work is so hard, give me water. I'm thirsty, my, my work is so hard, oh, oh, my, 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 Just like most R&B artists of this time, Sam Cooke focused on hit singles. In all, he had 29 top 40 hits on the pop charts and more on the R&B charts. He was a prolific songwriter and he wrote most of the songs that he recorded. He also had a hand in overseeing most of the song's arrangements. In spite of releasing mostly singles, he released a well-received blues-infected album in 1963 called Night Beat, and his most critically acclaimed studio album titled Ain't That Good News, which featured five singles in 1964. Everybody Loves the Cha-Cha-Cha was released in January of 1959. The song was one of Sam's biggest successes on the hot R&B chart, peaking at number two. The song references the cha-cha-cha, a dance of Cuban origin that became popular in the late 1950s. The song originated from a Christmas party in 1958 at Lou Rawls' house. 
During the celebration, everybody began doing the cha-cha-cha, including Sam's daughter, Linda. When one of the kids called out, everybody cha-cha-cha, Sam Cooke grabbed a sheet of paper and began writing down lyrics while everyone else danced. The song was recorded the following week after New Year's in 1959. Everybody loves to cha-cha-cha. Little children like to cha-cha-cha. They like to cha-cha-cha. They like to cha-cha-cha. Everybody likes to cha-cha-cha. Took my baby to the hop last night. And what to my surprise. When we got there, she hit me with the news right between the eyes. Yeah, she said she couldn't do the cha-cha-cha. She said she couldn't do the cha-cha-cha. She couldn't, no, she couldn't cha-cha-cha. Ooh, my baby couldn't do the cha-cha-cha. I told her not to worry. They'd play some other dance. But we sat there for an hour and a half And we never got a chance For every song they played was the cha-cha-cha Every song they played was the cha-cha-cha Tom Dooley, cha-cha-cha. T for two, cha-cha-cha Ooh, every number was the cha-cha-cha I told her not to worry There's only one thing we can do Baby, if you let me take you by the hand, I'm gonna teach this dance to you. Then I taught her one, two, ooh, one, two, and up now, baby, and back now. That's right, turn now, all right, let's cross now, ooh. I taught my baby how to cha-cha-cha. We kept on dancing, and was I surprised, for you see, For a little while She was doing it better than me Now my baby loves to do The cha-cha-cha Ooh, she loves to do The cha-cha-cha She likes the Ooh, she likes the cha-cha-cha Ooh, everybody likes the cha-cha-cha They do it one, two All right, one, two And up now All right, back now All right, baby, let's Cross now, mm, and turn now. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal as we present the life and the music of Sam Cooke. Okay, let's see just how much you really know about Sam Cooke. Here are five things that you, as well as I, probably didn't even know about Sam. Number one, born Samuel Cooke, that's C-O-O-K, He changed his name to Sam Cooke with an E at the end, supposedly out of superstition. He wanted his stage name to have an even amount of letters. Number two, shortly after his death, his widow Barbara married Bobby Womack. Sam Cooke's daughter Linda later married Bobby's brother Cecil Womack. Number three, the fifth of eight children, Sam Cooke was born in Clarksdale, Mississippi, just down the Mississippi River from Memphis. Clarksdale was the birthplace of blues legends Muddy Waters and John Lee Hooker. Number four, Sam Cooke was a philanderer throughout most of his life. At the age of 22, he had three pregnant girlfriends. Number five, 
Sam Cooke took and performed a very active part in the civil rights movement. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal right here on the Hot12.com. Only 16 was inspired by the 16th birthday of Lou Rawls' stepsister Eunice. The song was originally intended for actor Steve Rowland, who often hung around King Studios. Rowland asked Sam to write the song for him, and Sam borrowed the bridge from an earlier song of his called The Little Things That You Do. Rowland's manager didn't like the song, and Sam Cooke re-recorded it for himself. The song was a top 15 hit on the R&B chart in 1959. She was on the 16, on the 16. I loved her so, but she was too young to fall in love. And I was too young to know. We'd laugh and we'd sing and do the little things. That made my heart glow But she was too young To fall in love And I was too young To know Why did I give My heart so fast It never will happen Again But I was a mere Lad of sixteen I've aged a year Since then She on the 16, with eyes that would glow, but she was 16. too young to fall 16. in love, and I was too young to know. Then why did you give your heart so fast? Boy, it never will I happen again. But you were a mere lad of 16. I've aged a year since then. Things were going great for Sam Cooke, and he had successfully crossed over into the pop market, which basically meant that he established a solid white audience of fans and record buyers. His product was popular and selling. Sam was not only popular in the United States, but he was breaking ground in the United Kingdom and other overseas markets. What a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke was released in April of 1960 by Keen Records. The song had been recorded during an impromptu recording session the previous year. This would be Sam Cooke's last recording session at Keen Records, and he signed with RCA in 1960 with A Wonderful World then unreleased. The song was released in competition of his RCA contract and was mainly composed by the songwriting team of Lou Alder and Herb Alpert. Sam revised the song to mention the subject of education more. Wonderful World ended up doing substantially better on the charts than several of Sam's early RCA recordings, becoming his biggest hit single since You Send Me. Don't know much about history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a science book Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love Oh, the wonderful world this would be Oh, 
1961, Cupid charted at number 17 on the Hot 100 and number 20 on the R&B chart. The track performed best in the United Kingdom, peaking at number 7 on the UK singles chart. Sam's producers asked him to write a song for a girl that they had seen on a TV show. But once they heard that girl sing, they kept the song for Sam to record. It was Sam Cooke's idea to drop in the sound of an arrow being fired straight to my lover's heart on the song. Music critic Bill Janovich described the track as a perfect pop song which combines the elements of Latin, R&B, jazz, and mainstream pop. Sam Cooke had the ingredients as well as the formula to make a hit record. My name is Dee Dwayne and you're listening to The Real Deal right here on TheHot12.com. Cupid, draw back your bow. My lover's heart for me, for me Cupid, please hear my cry And let your arrow fly Straight to my lover's heart for me Now, I don't mean to bother you But I'm in distress There's danger of me losing all of my happiness for I love a girl who doesn't know I exist And this you can fix So, Cupid, draw back your bow And let your arrow go Straight to my lover's heart for me Steve 
Cook was on top and Twisting the Night Away. With his 10th studio album of the same name, Twisting the Night Away primarily capitalized on the twist dance craze and as a result became one of Sam Cook's most successful albums, creating a string of chart successes. Bruce Etter of All Music wrote that this album remains nevertheless one of the greatest dance albums of his time and a brilliant soul album as well. Melody Maker wrote that Sam Cooke was unique because he was one of the first black artists to keep a tight hand on the direction of his career and the profits thereof. Calling the album's hit single a dance craze classic, here is the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, describing Sam Cooke's personality and magnetism. Sam was a prince of a man. He just had everything going for him. Sam had the looks, he had the voice, he had the manner. He had the charm and he had the savoir-faire. Let me tell you about a place Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night
1963, Sam Cooke signed a five-year contract for artist manager Alan Klein to oversee CAG's music and SAR Records and made him his manager. Klein negotiated a five-year deal with RCA in which a holding company, Tracy Limited, named after Sam Cooke's daughter and owned by Klein, would also produce and own Sam Cooke's recordings. RCA would get exclusive distribution rights and Sam Cooke would receive a preferred stock in Tracy Incorporated instead of an initial cash advance. In the agreement, Sam Cooke would receive cash advances of $100,000 for the next two years, followed by an additional $75,000 for each of the two option years if the deal went to term. This business arrangement and contract was a sham, and Sam Cooke would later regret ever agreeing to it. Having a Party was recorded on April 26, 1962 at RCA Studio One in Hollywood, California. The musicians also recorded Bring It On Home To Me on the same day. Having a Party and Bring It On Home To Me were written by Sam Cooke while he was on tour. While in Atlanta, Sam booked an immediate recording session scheduled for two weeks later. The recording session's mood matched the title of the song as many of Sam's friends were invited. Everybody was just having a ball. People were actually dancing and partying during the recording. Lou Rawls was also in attendance and provided background vocals and hand claps to the song. We're having a party Dancing to the music Played by the DJ On the radio The Cokes are in the icebox Popcorn's on the table Me and my baby We're out here on the floor Mr. DJ Keep those records playing Cause I'm having such a good time Dancing with my baby Everybody's swinging Sally's doing that twist now If you take requests, I Got a few for you Play that song called Soul Twist Play that one called I Know Don't forget them mashed potatoes No other songs will do Let me tell you, Mr. Mr. DJ Keep those records playing Cause I'm having such a good time Dancing with my baby Now here comes what has been said is the most important and significant song ever written by Sam Cooke, 
Due to his complex orchestration, its message, and production values, Sam Cooke only performed this song once in public. A Change Is Gonna Come was released on December 22, 1964 by RCA, just 11 days after the death of Sam Cooke. The song was inspired by various personal events in his life, most prominently an event in which he and his entourage were turned away from a whites-only motel in Louisiana. Sam felt compelled to write a song that spoke of his struggle and of those around him, and he recorded this song for his first release on his final album, Ain't That Good News. In addition, upon hearing Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind in 1963, Sam was greatly moved that such a poignant song about racism in America could come from someone who was not black, and was also ashamed that he had not written something that significant himself. However, his image and fears of losing his largely white fan base prevented him from doing so. Though a modest hit for Sam Cooke in comparison with his previous singles, A Change Is Gonna Come became an anthem for the civil rights movement. The song is widely considered as Sam Cooke's best composition and has been voted among the best songs ever released by various publications. In 2007, the song was selected for the preservation in the Library of Congress with the National Recording Registry deeming the song culturally, historically, and aesthetically important. I'm ready. 
Cook was a driven, determined, intelligent, and articulate man. In his life, he loved to work hard and play hard. He trusted people, sometimes the wrong people, and he was always sure of himself and kept his faith intact. Sam Cooke died on December 11, 1964, under suspicious and controversial circumstances, shocking and disappointing not only his family and friends, but also his many fans around the world. Sam Cooke had 30 top 40 hits between 1957 and 1964, plus three more posthumously. Sam Cooke was also among the first modern black performers and composers to attend to the business side of his musical career. He founded both a record label and a publishing company as an extension of his career as a singer and composer. He also took an active part in the civil rights movement. In 1986, Sam Cooke was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 1987, he was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. On February 1, 1994, Sam Cooke received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for his contributions to the music industry. And in 1999, he was honored with the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. In June 2011, the city of Chicago renamed a portion of East 36th Street near Cottage Grove Avenue as the Honorary Sam Cooke Way to remember the singer near the corner where he used to hang out and sing as a teenager. In 2013, Sam Cooke was inducted into the Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio at Cleveland State University. Sam Cooke set the example and laid the groundwork for many of the artists that followed him. A few of those influenced by Sam Cooke are Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, James Brown, Marvin Gaye, Lou Rawls, Smokey Robinson, Bob Dylan, Stevie Wonder, and Otis Redding. Even the artists of today like Patti LaBelle, R. Kelly, and Beyonce, just to name a few. They all respect and acknowledge the contributions of the King of Soul. The man that took a little gospel music and a little R&B music and mixed it with a pop style for that crossover appeal, creating what is known as soul music, opened the doors for the many that followed him. Sam Cooke was a visionary, and in his short seven-year career, he took popular music to the next level and then some. He shared his successes and talents with many and supported new and upcoming artists as well. He left us a legacy of excellent music as well as a guiding light on how to position and present yourself for success in the music business. His influence on the business side as well as the creative side is still being felt to this day. Thank you and rest in peace to the King of Soul, Mr. Sam Cooke who is truly the real deal. My name is Dee Dwayne and thank you for listening. Deal is produced by Melody Productions, and we welcome your comments and ideas for future shows. Hit me up at the D Man, that's the D, M is in Mary, A is in Apple, N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy, the D Man 524 at hotmail.com, and I'll hit you right back. Always keep it real, and thanks again for listening to The Real Deal. Uh-huh.